How you doing? This is Off Script. I'm Liam Gibbler. Fact about me, I am scared to clean the pizza cutter. I don't like spinny things with blades attached to them. That is not my area of expertise. I'd prefer to leave those in the sink for other smarter and braver members of my household, but I think it's beginning to get suspicious. You can only pretend you've missed a bright green pizza wheel so many times, and I've been working on an argument to try and settle that matter. I'm thinking about leaving the wheel with an encouraging note to hopefully gain some sympathy and uh, show my respect for the troops. I imagine it playing out like this. After coming downstairs, my sleep-deprived mother or father is unable to make coffee until they clear space at the sink. Frustrated by the presence of the pizza cutter, they pause long enough to see a piece of ripped notebook paper taped to a frying pan. It's curiously removed, glasses are put on, and they proceed to read my thesis in the heart of darkness. That's a working title. It's MLA formatted. Um, in this scenario, I've spent seven hours on it instead of cleaning the pizza cutter. Uh, I'm thinking the entire backside is just citations to Plato's Republic, which I even borrowed the opening from. You go like this. There is in every one of us, even those who seem to be most moderate, a type of desire that is terrible wild, and lawless. Perhaps we indulge ourselves in gluttony or embellishment, or perhaps it is in the high that comes from escaping a boo-boo. Regardless, what brings us together is the humanity that comes from shared experience, from the acts of service we do from one another. Are we not all contained by bodies doomed to die? Some say the ease of passing can be boiled down to our regrets and accomplishments. That fulfillment can be traced back to two or three defining moments. But who can really say what those will be? Maybe. One of them is cleaning meat and cheese off a rotating disc. Maybe heaven has a strict 5,000 good things policy, and you're at 4,999, and you don't know it yet, but in two hours, you're going to be hit by a stray bullet train on your way to work. The angels would have to be like, Sorry, man. You know the rules. If only you'd had the opportunity to clean some pizza-related cutlery, we'd let you in. But, uh, looks like that wasn't the case. I bet you'd feel silly then. Then the note ends really ambiguously with the final, What would Jesus do? The hope is that they see the question as open-ended and, uh, take some time to reflect before deciding. But at that point, it's really not about me. So they can for sure process it however they'd like.
My guest today is Mo Schulte. She is a talented singer and songwriter from Portland, Oregon. Uh, she released her first album, Not To Be Dramatic But, in 2020, and the EP's Daffodil Season and Hard To Love in 2021. She's releasing a new single every month. You can find her music at Mo Schulte on most streaming platforms. That is M-O-S-C-H-U-L-T-E. And her Instagram handle is the same. In this episode, we'll talk about her process as a musician, about working with anxiety and ADHD, and about the stigma around organization and cleanliness. Thank you for coming here today. I appreciate you. Welcome to the show, Mo. Thank you so much. Glad to be here virtually. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how far technology's come, right? That we can just... I don't know, what city are you in right now? Are you in like Portland? Portland, yeah. Portland, yeah. So what? It's a three and a half hour drive and it took like a couple minutes to figure this out. Yeah. I don't know how the internet works. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who funny. knows? You're just on my computer. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't even know I'm real, right? I could just be like, I, we shouldn't well, go there. That's not. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even know if you were real if we were in person. In person, I, right. I can't prove that you have consciousness. Yeah, isn't that, what's that, um, I'm forgetting the name of it, it's that one philosophy, right? The, uh, mm -hmm. but not, not Occam's Razor, but you know, it's the thing where you can't know if someone's AI. No. Uh, the only person you can guarantee isn't a robot is you. And even then, I mean, like, who knows? I haven't always Simulation been here. Simulation theory. I mean, what about, like, what if I was asleep and I'm only a robot when I'm sleeping, right? Like, what if I'm, like, a, a night bot? A night bot. It's a night bot. Could be. You never know. I mean, yeah, who would know, right? If it only happened when we're sleeping. What if we're all robots when we're sleeping? Who would know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a tangent. Maybe maybe this should be an interview. Let me get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we should talk more about night bots. <laughs> I, um, I have been uh, excited to talk to you about this. When I was uh, figuring out who to get on the, uh, the podcast, no, you were actually one of the first people, and I'm not just saying that because you're on here. Oh my gosh, thank you very much. I know, I'm happy and you know, to be here. <laughs> it's like, uh, besides, you know, the fact we we were in choir together. We have, um, I, you know, I like you. We've got that rapport going on. We've got yeah. a few years going, yeah. but it's like not just that, but also enjoying your music, um, and then just I really love some of the messages you've put out on social media. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the calendars you've been doing. I've been very interested oh, in this yes. idea. You've got uh, a monthly calendar that you've been, song calendar that you've been doing on Instagram, where for all of 2022, you're releasing uh, a song on this specific date and you kind of advertise it as the weeks get closer. Um, and I just thought that was such a, a great strategy for audience engagement. And it really speaks to kind of your structure and your consistency. And um, yeah, I'm just so curious about like how far ahead are those releases planned out and how do you, how do you figure that out? How do you pick songs out? Yes, so I am a little all over the place all of the time. So it depends on the month, it varies. It's a little chaotic. Um, I, in theory, know every song that's coming out this year, um, but I've, changed it a lot just mm. because you know i'll get to a month i'll be like well i don't really feel like 
putting that song out and I just wrote this one and I want to put that one out. So it ranges also like I'm on TikTok and Mm. like one of my songs did pretty well and I was not planning on releasing it. But now that it's done pretty well on TikTok, I feel this pressure to release it. So that got added to the schedule. As far as like how in advance things are done and put together, um, I'm so such a procrastinator and I'm so behind all of the time. You're supposed to submit a release like four weeks before um, your release date. And um, the amount of times that I've submitted a song four weeks before release date is zero. I have never, (laughs) ever submitted a release on time. Um, I usually have it done two weeks, two and a half weeks before. Um, And yeah, They, they say that like there's a chance that it won't get to all of the stores on time, but I didn't. I disagree. I think that it does. So, um, yeah. And as far as the calendar goes, yeah, I mean, I decided I wanted to release a song on the last Friday of every month. And, you know, I was able to see what Fridays those were. And I figured I would just make like a little, little visual. Love visuals. So, yeah, it's so cool because there's like this, um, it's not just a, a calendar in that it, like it's written down on the specific day. It's also um, there's this little cartoon that goes with each one. Um, yes, yeah, that like sort of has to do with the song or the visuals for the song. Or and you've uh, you've done five so far, is that right? Because it's yes, the end of May. Yes, I've done five. Working on the sixth. So what's your latest one? What what just came out? What just came out is Could Have Been, which I just love this song so much. I I personally think it's the best song I've ever released. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, and yeah, it's, I love the, uh, it has an outro with like all of these like vocal layers and it's like really intense and sad and uh I love it so much. I'm so <laughs> proud of it. I yeah, could so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've also been really impressed just with uh um like the lyric videos and uh the you've started doing some um music videos too. Like it's really you're you're not just putting out a song, like you're really doing the whole press thing, all of it. Yes, I try. I try. Sometimes some things work better than others. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of fun making little music videos and stuff. One thing that I've sort of had to get over in my own brain is the sort of fear of like being cringy and like people thinking that I'm like trying too hard. Um, Because especially with, like, music videos, I obviously don't have a budget or, like, you know, fancy cameras or fancy editing stuff. And so sort of just this, like, fear that people will see it and they'll think that, like, it's the best I could ever do. Hmm. And 
like use that against you within their within their own brain which obviously i know that like the average joe is not gonna do that like no one cares that much it's not that deep but um yeah just sort of trying to take things seriously without taking them too seriously <laughs> yeah, right like... it's been a little bit of a struggle but i yeah at this point i don't think i really care what others are perceiving my work to be unless they like it then i care then you care yeah yeah i only don't care if they don't like it right well that's a that's still a really big hurdle to get to i definitely get what you're speaking to that like i don't want them to have this wrong image of me in their head exactly i get that all the time oh man i um it's something I'm trying to overcome with uh, practicing stand-up, right? Is I never want to practice it before it's like 100%. Yeah. You know, like, and then that's how you get it to 100% because, I, I mean, otherwise you fail on stage. But <laughs> I hate doing it in front of, like, uh, I, um, I'm really trying to get over practicing in front of my family. That's like a big yeah. one. And, um, I, and that's one of the reasons I was so impressed because you did, uh, let's see, your EP, Hard to Love, you performed in front of your whole family. I remember seeing you post about that. Like, how did you get there? Oh, my God. I actually love performing so much. And I remember I was once having a conversation with my dad where I was talking about how I am, like, very uncomfortable speaking to people and how I have, like, social anxiety. And he was like how can you have social anxiety when you can like perform on a stage? And I was like, oh my God, could not be more different. I feel like uh, whenever I see someone performing live, you know, they go out with their big like water cup or whatever, like especially if it's oh, yeah. And um, I could not do that because I would be coming back to sip the water every like minute and a half. <laughs> Are you like a nervous water sipper? I am, you know, I'm a, I only do it like socially. I only, I only drink water socially, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. If I only like... drank water socially, I'd be dead of dehydration. <laughs> <laughs> Hate talking to people. <laughs> I, get that. Um, I got it uh, from my dad. My dad does that all the time, but it's good. You know, it's an evolutionary, um, it's like, it's a good way for survival, right? It's like, if I can't yeah. get you to drink water normally right at least you have to interact with people sometime right at least you'll be hydrated then. i guess <laughs> um, I, one of the things while i was looking through like researching uh, your videos and some of the the posts you're making about it i kept seeing morgan jessing popping morgan up over jessing. and over and i wanted to ask you about your relationship with her and how that looks to collaborate on a vision i love Morgan Jessing. <laughs> it is, oh my gosh, she's the best. She will allow me to just ramble about music for so long. I FaceTime her like every other day, just talking about my ideas, and I have no idea how she tolerates that. <laughs> but um, no, she's seriously the best. She um, also went to Ida B. Wells, and um, yeah, I met her through a mutual friend, and then I don't really know at what point we became sort of collaborators. I mean, the first 
things she helped me with was my album. She took two of the uh, Polaroids that are on the the album cover. And yeah, she's in school for like music marketing and um, she loves photography and it just sort of worked out where, you know, we got to collaborating and we, she now pretty much does, she takes pretty much all of my photos for everything. And more than that, she's, it's just so nice to have someone that I can like bounce ideas off of and you know, sometimes I have out there ideas, like they are not, I shouldn't, yeah. I remember when I told her that I was making the video for the tow truck man, how I was going to do a, a stop motion in watercolor and she immediately in her head was like, there's no way she's going to follow through with that. <laughs> like there's just no way. Um, but thank god she was very supportive out loud and um i'm a very determined person and i was going to make it happen so yeah it was really nice and yeah just kind of you know all and she another really great thing is that she actually really likes my music because it would be really awkward if she didn't and she right. was like so involved in the process <laughs> But yeah, she's so the best. I love her so much. She is one of my best friends. And I would not be where I am without her and her help and support. And yeah. What's well, really great to have uh, collaborators so grounded, right? To kind of match yes. that. Yeah, because I think you really have this your energy really pushes you forward and just like seeing all of the um, different, like like how that comes across in your music is really cool. Like when I was listening to your EP, Hard to Love, right? Just mm -hmm. how um, I'm thinking of the Insomniac, right? That's one of them? Yes, it is. is. Just like, I loved how you came across with, um, there was that frantic energy close to the beginning, right? It's just, yes, I really, I I really love, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> I really love how you um, get to move across this wide range of uh, emotions. Like your music isn't just like sad or just heartfelt or just, you know, it's these like micro feelings in it. And I love those little changes in a song. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of like not only telling a story through the lyrics, but also through those like drastic changes. Um, like in the Insomniac, I wanted to like sort of capture this feeling of like losing your mind from sleep deprivation. Like there's these like really chaotic, like panicked episodes. And then it's like so sleepy and tired throughout it. Um, so that was, one that was really fun um even this most recent release could have been uh if you are paying attention you can tell that like the first verse is sad and then the second verse is so like angry and accusatory and that goes into the bridge um and then it ends just sort of in defeat honestly <laughs> like the yeah. outro is just like 
So it goes through a whole range of this like heartbreak because there's so many layers to different human experiences that it's nice to show a range of emotions um, in a story because, you know, a story's never just sad. A story's never just, you know, happy or, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, you can totally see some of your influences in that. And like, um, I mean, even your account was a Taylor Swift cover band, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> um, no, I see like a lot of her um, like good storytelling and her complexity in some of your music. Thank um, you so much. Highest yeah, compliment. I know. Oh no, I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was so interesting because um, even listening to... I keep going back to Hard to Love, and that's just because the one I most listened to recently. I love Hard to Love. I will talk about it all day if you want. <laughs> it's just like I loved seeing, um, like I'd hear it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, she reminds me so much of like this good quality in this musician, right? Like, um, that's so nice. I literally, in, in, uh, in Clean, right? Mm -hmm. The whole time I was thinking, I was like, oh, this reminds me of like Billie Eilish's earlier stuff a little bit. Yes, yes, thank you. So many people have said that, and I also say that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has the sort of, like, originally I had a layer um, over when I say um, clean, where it was, like, just, like, speaking a whisper saying clean, um, and I was like, that's a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely got that, like, synthy vibey stuff going on very billy and uh i'll say one more artist just because while it's on my mind i was watching uh do you know uh, japanese breakfast i don't no so i think they're an up-and-comer i saw them perform on snl um i don't know if it's just the name of the you know if it's the band name or if it's like the lead singer's name but she i was watching her perform and i was like oh my gosh this is mo schulte I oh saw, my gosh I mean, cool I will absolutely check her out. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Because I've got the I've got the ADHD too. So let's let's <laughs> see. Yes. while while I'm thinking, um, uh, I would love to because that's such a vulnerable like EP, and I feel like a lot of your music really goes into uh, this place talking about emotions that a lot of people are scared to be open with or scared to experience. Like how how and when did you get to a place where you could incorporate that into your music? Yes. Well, I've always written about, you know, heartbreak, even before it was actual heartbreak, you know, my like fifth grade crush that didn't like me back. And I've always drawn a lot of inspiration uh, from, you know, the things that are harder to express out loud. I recently got a compliment on uh, TikTok that I write really good angry songs. I haven't released a lot of angry songs, but I have written a lot of them. And I've posted a lot of them on TikTok. And um, I was thinking about that compliment. I love that compliment. Uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about how, like, I don't often show anger, like, in real life situations i'm very passive and i'm very non-confrontational makes me very anxious even like being around anger and so being able to like express that through music 
is so helpful. I think just sort of saying things that I am too uncomfortable to, you know, tell people in real life. Um, and the fact that other people can connect with the music and see their own stories and their own emotions in my stories and emotions is like so epic and amazing and i love it i mean that was how it was for me when uh before i even listened to the song clean which i guess we already brought up but before i even listened to that just seeing you talk about it like i saw you posted that in march um and just because that's something that um i definitely had experienced a lot of too like worrying about um having a hard time keeping a clean space and then like feelings of guilt around it. And like, I feel like that's a lot more common of an experience than for how little it's talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so common and I've found that out even more from putting the song out and seeing sort of the response from people who also experience, you know, ADHD and depressive episodes and, or, you know, just people who are kind of messy, like just the the fact that people are relating to it has made me feel better um about my situation and my room was like very 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 messy when i wrote that song and i took the initial video of me cleaning it with the intention to post it on social media and talk about how you know sometimes spaces get messy and how that's okay. And I was going to post it, you know, way before the song even came out. Um, and then, you know, I showed some people the video <laughs> and I didn't honestly get very good reactions. People were like concerned about how messy my room was and like were seeming a little bit more judgmental than I was anticipating. And so I immediately like, was like, no, I cannot post that. But then the song came out and uh, people like were connecting with it. And I was like, there are people out there whose rooms look like this. And they might feel like no one else's rooms look like this. So being able to share that and to show that like, you know, that happens and it's okay was was nice well and it was also really powerful because of the uh just seeing like after listening to the song and reading that and then seeing you actually because in the video you actually do clean it up yes we get I to do. see you get to a place <laughs> we get to see your mental health improve to a place where you can start working on fixing your environment and that's really was super uplifting and impactful for me well thank you i'm so glad yeah and the song the song itself, um, beyond just being about <laughs> cleaning a space, um, is really just about the entirety of ADHD and my struggles with it and this sort of feeling. Because I, I did write the song when my room looked like that. However, <laughs> um, it was also about... Um, my my indecision on whether i wanted to start taking adhd medication again 
um, and sort of this feeling like if I start taking medicine to like help me, that it'll make me less myself. And that's sort of like, because the bridge is, not the bridge, the chorus is drown my world in bleach. I want to be clean. And when you drown something in bleach, you remove all of its like color and its substance. And it's like sort of the sacrifice that I would be making in order to be clean, you know, in my space and also in my mental space. Well, and if it's not too invasive, I mean, like, what did that end up being um, speaking true to you? And did, was that a decision that you ended up having to make? I decided not to go back on meds. Um, I, at the time, was taking classes online and basically nothing was going very well. <laughs> um, Everything was not, yeah, my ADHD was getting in the way of a lot of things beyond just my, you know, room covered in garbage. Um, and I talked to so many people and I was like, I really feel like I need to be on meds again. And, you know, they were all supportive and nice about it. But I just, I had, I was... I have a very bad experience with ADHD medication and I, it works very well for some people and it's, you know, great. And I, I hope that everyone has access to it and is able to decide for themselves whether or not they want it or need it or what, what have you. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was on it for, I was on a, a lot of different ones, like trying to figure out which one was best turns out none of them were best they were all mm. bad but Adderall specifically was like really not good for my mental health I it made my social anxiety so much worse and um I was on it for like three weeks and people would ask me questions and I would seriously just burst into tears like I could not interact with people it was like awful um and I was you know in school at the time and it's very hard to burst into tears every time someone talks to you at school. It's like embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And like, I tried a bunch of other ones. It all just, it didn't work. And also I just never felt myself while on them. And I have talked to peop other people who, um, have ADHD and are either currently on medication or have been. And, a lot of them have this experience where they they do feel less themselves. Um, and I just think that's so sad. Like, I just wish that people with ADHD could just, like, exist and not have to take medication. And, like, you know, that if the world was, like, you know, a little more accessible for people and didn't like in school reading is so big and important and like probably the most important thing for most classes and you know it's so hard for people with ADHD to to read and to actually retain the information that they're reading and yeah so 
like audio. I've actually seen there's like a lot of um textbooks that come with audio versions now, which is like so cool. Love that. Yeah, I mean, it feels a lot more. I think we're going in that direction. I think things are getting more accessible. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like different options. Like uh, I tried uh, was it speech to text for the first time, and oh, that was like a game changer. I, <laughs> I love speech to text. Oh my gosh. It was like, well, just because like, I don't know, there's something about, um, and voice notes too, just like um, mm -hmm. a different way of, uh, of, of uh, writing, because I write, you know, a ton being on a, a newspaper and also a comedian. But, um, you know, there's different, there's different, um, having different ac access to different mediums for that is so yeah. impactful. It gives so many more options. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And yeah, I think, I'm not saying that like reading shouldn't be a part of school. Like obviously reading is going to be a part of school, but just having like a wide range of, of ways of getting like, you know, not only reading and, and also because people, people learn in all different ways. People can learn visually or through text or through audio or through action, through actually like doing things. And I, I think I'm in support of that too. I would, yes. I would agree. Yeah, but, let's do it. Uh, let's say the podcast supports all accessible learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the last thing on that, um, on that thought before we kind of leave uh, the whole um, talking about clean and the mental health thing, I just wanted to reiterate uh, your message because you had this one quote that I thought was amazing. You said, uh, your worth is not determined by your ability to keep a space clean. Messes can be cleaned. You are irreplaceable. Today's sponsor is DIY Construction, the only build-it-yourself house sale company. In an interview with co-founders Jerry Lewis and Larry Brulin, Jerry described their inspiration. We heard about IKEA, and I said to Larry, you think we could do that with houses? And he said, sure, why not? DIY houses go for as much as 50 grand cheaper than houses on the open market, and they still come with all the traditional union complications, like labor shortage, little to no time frame, and that one random porta potty in front of your mailbox. Customer satisfaction is the number one priority of DIY construction. Listen in to this on-air call-in review from a real DIY customer. Hello? 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 Is, is anyone out there? God. I, was, I was digging in an above-ground pool when, when I struck a water line and... God, the pressure knocked me unconscious. I woke up, I was in some kind of cavern. I was buried beneath like 20 feet of bedrock. Please. I've been tunneling for three days. I don't know how much longer my phone battery is going to... Thanks, caller. Your voice and support are important to us. DIY construction. Yeah, I could probably do that. You're a creative person. Like, how else does that express itself? I mean, music is a huge outlet for you. It's fan fantastic that you do as much as you do, but I know you've also done some other um, big creative stuff. And like with your, I think you were telling me something about um, a garden you were working on with your mom. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I currently work for my mom, and she has a small business um, locally where she builds and maintains enclosed raised bed gardens. And I started working for her, and it's been so fun because we get to, like, build gardens. <laughs> and I love building. Like, it's so fun. I love creating something out of nothing or i guess it's not nothing it's like a bunch of wood but like <laughs> even with like sewing and like art even with music honestly it's like starting from a clean blank slate or page or whatever the metaphor is and then just like making something and i've done like sort of buildy projects with my mom before we made my loft bed and we made uh my coffee table and which were both really fun projects i mostly just supervised uh that was before mm -hmm. i personally was <laughs> into building but now that i work uh for her you know i've gotten to learn how to like use all the saws and the tools and so far i haven't like had any major accidents so that's really cool <laughs> i did accidentally um like jam a hammer into to my eye sort of oh. that made it sound no that sounds so much more gruesome than it was it was not that big of a deal i just like tapped it it was fine <laughs> just a little eye tap just a little no eye deal. tap with a hammer thank god it wasn't the pokey side Um, yeah, thank yeah. God. Thank God it wasn't. Yeah, I love to build. I love to sew. I love to paint sometimes. Not often, actually. I don't love to paint, but I do <laughs> paint sometimes. I love, I love creative writing, except for that I don't do it on paper. I do it in my head. I have like novels going on in my brain, and yeah, I just, I've always been a pretty creative person. I've said, I've, ugh, I say. Uh, I'm going to re-say that sentence. I've always been a pretty creative person, I'd say. And, um, you know, uh, it manifests in a lot of, a lot of ways beyond music. And, yeah, very, uh, right-brained. Is that the side that is I always creative? forget. I have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know just... my lefts from rights, so it's like, <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> Whichever side just... is creative, that is the side that I that I would describe myself as, and not the side <laughs> that numbers are on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really articulate. Wow, yeah, I really said fair. that wrong too. Articulate. Mm hmm. Mm. No, I'm not gonna dock you for it. Um, because of my <laughs> accent, because of my accent, I say things like that all the time. Yeah, um, they mess I like me up. I like talk too fast for my brain. My brain's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was so extroverted as a child. Like I was always starting conversations. So um, I remember when I learned what thinking was, because I was like. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't think I was doing it until I was like, when I was like seven, I didn't think I was thinking because I wasn't, I was just <laughs> saying and, and doing things. Wow. I was doing, you know, I wasn't ever like processing things through. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> um, see, 
yeah, while we're still talking about like being creative and still, I guess, left or right brain, whichever one it is, um, yeah, it's like, well, I know there's like the the like ideas come from anywhere, but when when you're designing, when you're thinking about like, oh, how I'm, how I'm going to promote this song, or how we might go with this video, or even um, the feelings that I want someone to move towards while I'm uh, playing the song, right? Like. Mm-hmm. How much of that is planned out, and like, and how would you plan that out? Depends on the, you know, the song and the situation. Um, well, most of my songs are written about personal experiences, and so I oftentimes draw not only from the song but from the experience of the story it's telling and um you know that can (laughs) can come up in a lot of ways and sort of like well let me just um let me i'm gonna think of a song and then i'll play it so for like don't leave a trace Mm -hmm. um the sort of visual theme of that song was spray paint and vandalism and Hmm. um sort of this idea that like the song is saying don't leave a trace but with graffiti it's like leaving a trace like you leave Hmm. your trace um and then once i came up with that sort of concept I knew that I wanted to have the sound of a spray paint can shaking, like, in the chorus of the song. And I played it for my mom, and she was like, this sounds like static. I think you should take it out. And I was like, no, you don't see the vision. Like, (laughs) I need it to be in the song. Um, And so just sort of taking elements like that and adding them um, can, you know, and like different things that show up throughout all of the like promotion and all of that. Like with my most recent song, um, the like common thing is puzzle pieces. And it's sort of like, you know, what could have been is the phrase is sort of hmm, words aren't happening in my brain right now, (laughs) but, um, How do I describe this eloquently? Like, puzzle pieces are something that could be a picture, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're not. They're just little tiny pieces of the picture. So it's sort of like um, sitting with this, all these little fragments of what could have been and having to, you know, deal with a heartbreak that that never actually happened sort of like it's there's breakup songs but this song is is about a relationship that never even began so you never really will know what it could have been <clears throat> yeah no it it sounds a lot like you um you come up with an idea like for a song or for um some like imagery you want and then you kind of like start stacking um, like physical elements to it. Mm-hmm. Does that does that align? Does that kind of seem like what you're? Yeah, pretty much. It always starts with the lyrics of the song. Like ev- everything I do revolves around 
like I write songs really paying attention to the lyrics and then as far as visuals it's like whatever kind of just whatever pops into my head if I'm honest <laughs> um, but it usually you know it's usually pretty like metaphorical and like <laughs> um yeah and like gently that one is a little less deep it's just like you know a nice gentle song and so i was just thinking flowers so <laughs> you know sometimes it's as easy as that <laughs> yeah and then sometimes i explain how puzzle pieces work <laughs> <laughs> no no it's good it's good it's very it, it'll help for our auditory listeners well i guess no uh, that's yes. not right everyone's an auditory listener <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a better one. um yeah you moving know. on Moving on, whatever you meant to say, that's, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to kind of go over what the, the rest of the year is looking like for you in terms of music? Yes, I, I'm going to continue to release a song every month. Um, This upcoming month, actually probably, I mean, when this comes out, it'll probably be in like a week, um, is a song called Bad Life that I'm very excited about. And as far as the rest of the releases, I would say what they are, but I have no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> it could change at any moment, but I know that June will be bad life. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm just, this year I'm kind of working on growing like my, um, wow, what's the word? You're following maybe? Or yeah, following, but I mean like um, like my things on streaming platform, like oh, your portfolio you know, maybe my no... follow following the word. Yeah, That's actually, right. you know let's just it's go okay. with following. <laughs> um, this year, I'm focusing a lot on growing um my following and my monthly listeners and all of that fun stuff. Um, and I would love to perform. I I think I have a couple of performances that might be happening, but not anything that's solid enough to to tease it. But I might be performing at some point. <laughs> Look out for it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, just yeah. Also, really developing my uh, music production skills because um, every time I make a new song, I feel like I get a little bit more competent at that which is good love that for me yeah i love that for you too that's great thank you <laughs> and where can uh where can people find you and uh, oh my your gosh music and your following they can find me all over the place um i am on instagram at mo Schulte. i am on tiktok at mo Schulte music um i'm on other things but i don't really post on other things oh youtube uh, is Mo Schulte. Um, all of my music can be found on any streaming platform under Mo Schulte. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, big um, yeah. <laughs> bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> nah, you can find under Leonard. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mo Schulte on pretty much everything. Uh, or Mo Schulte music, whichever, whichever one wasn't taken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's awesome. It's been so cool talking to you. Thanks for doing this again. 
Thank you very much. It was awesome to do it. Thank you for having me. That was Mo Schulte. You can find her music and her Instagram under that name. That is M-O-S-C-H-U-L-T-E. Offscript with Liam Gibbler is a broadside podcast. For Central Oregon news and satire, visit thebroadsideonline.com. Special thanks to Lily Ralph McCullough for funding, to Tristan Hackbart for sound engineering, and to Shay Yordana and his family for his part in the commercial and for hosting me most of the day when I was uh, writing this episode. To close out, here's part of Could Have Been by Mo Schulte. Thanks for listening. I think you made a mistake The way that you played this game A game so needlessly cruel Warrants us breaking the rules You were playing it safe Making me wait If only I knew In the end we'd both lose After all